Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we're back. Episode 23, Off the Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And today we're continuing a very long series, the longest series I think we've ever done, <laughs> uh, the positional series. And we're going to be starting off today with the defensive alignment. So we're finally Ooh. moving over to Cam's side of the ball, the defensive yeah. side of the ball. The dark and, side, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about some guys that you may already know you might not know. And, you know, we spent a lot of time on this. We watched a lot of tape and, um, you know, I, I feel pretty good about my top 10. I know cam feels good about his. So, uh, we'll unveil that soon. Cam, how you doing? I'm doing great. Now I'm most excited about this group. Jake, I think we were talking about it off air, but as playing a linebacker, the defensive linemen were my first line of defense, right? When you think about you going to war, you're going to battle, you bring out that sword to bring out that, that armor, like that, the defensive line is, I would call it the armor. You know what I mean? When it comes to protecting yourself. So this is one of my favorite groups. We talk about film study. Like I got excited watching these guys, um, you know, taking notes. I'm, I'm taking more notes than normal, Jake. So that's how I knew this is my group. But I'm really excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Before we get into that, just letting you guys know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, we're starting with honorable mentions here. And I have one that, you know, unfortunately we only played 10 games last year, dealt with injury. He's been just a model of consistency. Um, You know, this is somebody that really holds it down in the trenches and a guy that plays kind of one of the more thankless nose tackle positions in the league. And this is DJ reader of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, You know, played a little bit with the Texans to start his career, goes to the Bengals. I think he's a really good football player and I had a hard time leaving him off this list. He's not really a household name as, as much as he should be. And so that's why it was hard to leave him off. Cause I love giving him his praise, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stress about it. Cause I have him in honorable mentions here and I'm giving him yeah. his praise right now. There you go. Let's not stress too much. Right. A lot of times <laughs> we put out these lists, Jake, people are like, wait, what about this group? I know we were doing offensive line. I just got a message. What about the Panthers? Why are they not in your top 10? I think you had them in like your top eight. And I was like, don't worry. They're in the honorable mentions, right? <laughs> we, res- we respectfully are bringing these guys up. Um, one of the guys that I have on my honorable mentions, Jake, is uh, Le- Leonard Williams, right? Coming out of USC. I know the Jets was his first move. Now it's the Giants, and he- he's finding his way on that team. Um, some of the notes I have from Jake, and he's, he's going through this study with these defensive linemen, right? Kind of seeing how they progress. Um, you know, with Leonard Williams, you know, he was second when he in 2020, he was second in the league with sacks, right? With 13 sacks, crushing it there. Um, first in the league in assisted tackle. So you, you kind of talk about some of these stats and what do they mean? You know, I think with defensive linemen, of course, the first stat you want to see is sacks, right? So um, he progressed there a little bit, 13 sacks in 2020, actually digressed. Uh, 13 sacks in 2020, eight sacks in 2021, and only four sacks in 2022. That's okay. But um, he's progressing as as a player. Um, and then also, too, we, like I said, you call him big cat. So he's playing a, a position that sometimes when it comes to defense tackles is – People overlook it. Like, unless you're on the end, I'm not really paying attention to you like that. But uh, Leonard, Leonard Williams, just from the time he stepped into the league until now, um, found his way on the top 100 players list as well. So I just want to recognize him here as he's growing um, at the defensive tackle position. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I got Leonard Williams as my as my honorable mention. And also Derek Brown, Jake, he's one of the guys, um, you know, 6'5", 320 coming out of Auburn. He's one of my – Honorable mentions as well, you know, first first round pick, first round, seventh round overall, seventh pick overall. Um, some of the notes I have for him is um, great get off. You know, he, he's getting off the ball really fast, uh, high motor, and he's a young guy. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the league. But uh, those, those are my honorable mentions there, Jake. Yeah, you know, he came out the same draft as Kinlaw, and I think he kind of got 
I think Kinlaw was the the guy who had a lot of buzz coming in the draft, but Derek Brown was the guy who had better college tape, and I thought he was the better prospect overall. So, um, yeah, we'll be talking about Derek Brown. Spoiler alert again, because he <laughs> did make my top ten. But uh, some honorable mentions here: Kenny Clark, uh, you know, Mister Reliable. Uh, you know, old reliable with the Green Bay Packers, another nose tackle there. Uh, Dayron Payne of uh, the Washington Commanders, Jonathan Allen of the Washington Commanders, who uh, was initially in my top 10. I had a hard time leaving him out, but I did decide to leave him out. And then uh, Vita Vea, who, you know, I feel like he had a little bit of a down year last year, Um, but, you know, he's still, he's somebody just the raw talent he possesses that crazy the the body type that he has <laughs> yeah. uh he's he doesn't wear gloves he doesn't yeah. wear gloves jake like you see the line that doesn't wear gloves that's that's kind of scary <laughs> 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 like it, like the reason why i say that jake is they're using their hands on every play against 300 pounders like or more so 600 pounds when you have two of them and so the fact that you're taking that on with with just your like your hands and your nails i like, think about like you know, the cuts and the scratches, your fingernails getting ripped off. Like there's so many crazy oh. things that can happen. So the fact that he doesn't use gloves, you know, it's kind of crazy. You look at every D line and they have gloves on, but him. So he's, he's a special one. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. I, I mean, <laughs> like I didn't wear batting gloves when I was playing baseball as a kid, but I think that's different. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a yeah, lot different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're hitting moonshots, Jake. I get it, right? You got that power like Aaron Judge. I, I get it, my oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. No, I was more of a line drive. I'll steal second uh, anytime I want type of guy. But okay. uh, <laughs> but uh, we move on to the top 10. And starting off with number 10, and I want to hear who you got, I have Javon Hargrave now of the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is somebody that kind of gets lost a little bit in the shuffle. It's weird because when he signed with the Niners, it was so big. It was $20 million a year, massive deal. Everyone knows who he is now because it's like, one, he's going to a massive organization. Everybody knows the 49ers. Number two, he's getting big time money. Three, he played in the, the Super Bowl. Uh, he's an incredible pass rusher interior wise coming out of, uh, you know, the HBCU uh, South Carolina State. The Steelers get him. Then he decides, you know what? I like Pennsylvania, but unfortunately, I'm not going to come back to Pittsburgh. I'm going to go to Philadelphia. Uh, right. So he he made his uh, presence felt there. And now, you know, here he is, you know, coming off of 57 pressure, 11 sack season. Uh, he's heading over to the San Francisco 49ers. And I mean, he has a chance to go up the rungs there because he's got guys like Bosa and Arik Armstead. Uh, that's going to make his life a lot easier. But I have him at number 10. Nice. I do too, Jake. That's a good call. And I was actually going to, I actually had him in honorable mentions at first. And I started doing more research. I'm like, wait, he's the fourth highest paid defensive lineman. Like you don't just pay somebody that money if you don't think he's great. And so I'm like, okay, this bump him up a little bit. And then think about, you talk about the Super Bowl. He just came out of the Super Bowl. And I'm like, okay, bump him up even more, Jake. And you talk about just the elite level of defensive linemen that are at the 49ers now, but also think about, elite level defensive lineman that he was at with the Eagles and so I think that's that's just value there Jake right he's only going to make the 49ers that much better because he has that experience and you mentioned coming out of HBCU Jake that's a big deal because a lot of well it's a big deal but a lot of the Hall of Famers are HBCU grads but then also too he's a third rounder Jake you we'll go through this list and just through my research I realized a lot of these guys are all first rounders top 20 picks this guy's a third rounder so the fact that he made it this far to be the fourth highest paid defensive lineman, he, he had to jump up my list, Jake. So I got him at number 10. And like you said, he might jump up even more um, as time progressed. Um, you know, some of the notes that I had when I take notes, like I said, I, I'm excited about these defensive linemen. Um, you know, some of my notes is he plays with a chip. So we just talked about it coming from HBCU, third rounder. He that chip is ingrained. Second, he has a nasty first move. A lot of times with these guys, you see them come off the line of scrimmage. And, you know, they kind of figure out where they're going to place their hands. He's the type to throw the punch first. Jake, I don't know if you ever got in a fight before. I, I didn't fight much. Jake, let's go to the football field. But in person, you know, with these teeth, my guy, I don't, I don't know if I would fight. But a lot of times when you get in a fight, they say, throw the first punch a lot of the times, right? Or you'll figure that out. Like, you get in a fight, throw the first punch. He's that type of guy. You know, when you go to a party, you're in a dark alley, take a guy like Javon Hargraves with you because he's going to get nasty. You can see that in his gameplay. And, you know, with him leaving the Eagles, Jake, 
just going back to the Eagles and what they've done, you know, them getting Jalen Carter and, and Nolan Smith, it's now making sense why they got those guys. But I got Javon Hargrave, Hargrave as my number 10. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, number nine is a first round pick. We already talked about, we talked about Derek Brown. Um, I just am so impressed with the the type of player he's become. And look, he doesn't get a lot of sacks. And I think that's going to be a reason why some people look at this like, huh? But I don't really care. I mean, this guy, you know, first off, he had 40 pressures last year. Okay. Uh, that's more than Christian Wilkins, uh, who we'll probably talk about. That's as much as Aaron <laughs> yeah. Donald had in the first 11 games. So it's not, yeah. you know, it's Aaron Donald would add a lot more, obviously, but you got <laughs> like, here's the thing though. He, he plays a different role. He's one of the best, you know, if not the best run defender in the NFL. I mean, he's mm. already so good against the run. Um, and he just plugs up the gap. And, you know, for me, when you look at Derek Brown, how young he is, he's only going to get better. And having him with Brian Burns on an off, uh, on a defensive line, that, that's, that is nasty. So he's, uh, he's number nine for me, but I'm curious who's number nine for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Number nine, Jake, I'm going to talk about Derek Brown just a little bit more. Um, and I'll share my number nine, but Derek Brown, one thing just coming from the Panthers, just from my time playing against them, you got Thomas Davis and, and Luke Keekley. Those guys run to the football, and not only them, but they also force the defensive linemen too. So like Julius Peppers, when he was playing there, old veteran, but you would see him on tape running to the football. That's one thing that the Panthers organization, they teach effort. And so for Derek Brown, that's one of my notes for him is he has relentless pursuit. And that those words for a lot of times defensive coordinators, it, it gets there like – they're, you know, you get chills, you get bumps because a guy that's 6'5", Jake, 320 with relentless pursuit, like it's problems for everybody and their mother. You know what I mean? Anybody that's in that stadium, he's causing problems for. And like you said, he's a young cat, so he has more time to grow uh, playing with Burns as well. That's excellent. So I, I, Derek Brown, I love that pick. Like I said, I got him as my honorable mention. Um, my number nine, I got Jeffrey Simmons, Jake. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, he, he's my number nine. Um, he's the number two highest paid defensive lineman. So arguably he could be higher up on this list, but I got some other dogs, you know, some other older gentlemen that, uh, that I have up there, but, uh, Jeff Simmons coming out of, out of the Titans, um, you know, very impressive. One of the notes I have from, from him is he likes to talk shit, Jake, right? He likes to talk shit. You know, there's some, uh, and I appreciate that a lot of times when it comes to defensive linemen, you want them to talk and be verbal. Um, uh, think about like Aaron Donald, who's going to be in this list as well. He talks crap, but only if you mess with him. I think if you hold if you hold them or if you kind of do something that's like illegal, he's like, all right, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk smack against you. You'll hear it on like the mic ups. But Jeffrey Simmons, he's talking complete smack. I think what you just like on the top 100 list, you know, people would say is like his mentality is like, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you, and I'm gonna run through you, right? And so he he takes that into his gameplay. Um, you know, we talk about his stutter bull rush is is kind of dangerous because. He hits you with that stutter, kind of lulls you asleep and gets you set on your heels as an offensive lineman. And he hits you with that bull rush and then he just driving you back to the quarterback. You know, you get the offensive lineman gets pancaked, the quarterback, quarterback gets sacked and everyone's uh, upset. But, you know, I got for him in 2021, he was second in the league with 11 sacks, Jake. That's that's why he's number two. That's why he's number two, the highest paid uh, defensive lineman, defensive lineman. And then um, I had him with 80, uh, eighth with 44 tackles. So, that's darn impressive. And, and as you'll see here on the list, tackles don't necessarily mean you're the best defensive lineman because you'll see some of the best defense linemen don't have that many tackles, but they have more sacks than tackles. Um, but then in 2022, he got um, he was ninth in sacks with eight and then um, and also eighth in, in forced fumbles with one. So Jeffrey Simmons, he's my guy at number nine. And he's seventh in pressures. Uh, so, you know, this is definitely, you know, somebody that, that can get after it, you know, can rush the passer. You'd like him to be a little bit better, obviously, in the run game, but he's still a good player, good enough. <laughs> yeah. um, so number eight for me is Christian Wilkins, who I, I did say earlier that I think Derek Brown could be the best against the run, and he certainly is up there. But if it's not him, then it could be Christian Wilkins. And, you know, I think Wilkins is somebody who is probably going to get dinged a little bit by just the, the, the common folk, uh, one who might not really know who he is, uh, two, they heard that, you know, 30 pressures, 
uh, as a he's not pass rusher, right? He's he's a and I, I would say he is an electric run stopper. He is mm-hmm. a guy. He's a gap filler, gap eater. Um, you know, very likable guy from his story at Clemson and, you know, first round talent. He's going to be on that big time Miami defense that, you know, just continues to load up. And I just think he deserves mention. Um, he's eighth for me. Uh, he could have been a little bit higher. Uh, he could also been a little bit lower. I decided to settle down at eighth. I think that's a good spot for him. Yeah. No, Christian Wilkins. Uh, I remember him when he was at Clemson. So he was one national championship. I think we talked about this before we were on air, but he did the splits, right? Like, it's like, wait, if you're six four three ten, and you're doing the splits, like, what's what's going on here, buddy? And so, <laughs> you know, some of the notes I have from him, he's just super athletic. Um, you know, you'll see on his tape, he is a crazy swim move. Like, you know, he'll he'll hit somebody with a stutter, you know, bull, and then hit him with a swim move, and then he's off to the races. And the only thing about the swim move, Jake, is having a great swim move can cost you because. When you do that swim move, you open up those ribs, and that's where that contact comes in, and you're you're on your back, and you get pancaked yourself. So, um, you know, he's perfected that though. And another thing you mentioned his personality; he's a captain of the team. So that just goes to show he's a leader in his own right. You know, first round, thirteenth pick, um, he's leading that 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 team, and that's that's dang on impressive, Jake. When you're a defensive lineman leading your team, and that can go to your quarterback, it can go to your linebacker or whoever, but it goes to defensive lineman. So that goes to show where he is and. Yeah, put him at number eight because he is a leader. Um, you know, going to some of his some of his stats, Jake in twenty twenty, uh, he was six in tack six in solo tackles with forty, pretty decent. Um, in twenty twenty one, he was first in tackles, Jake with fifty six of them, uh, fourth in assists. He was nineteenth in sacks. So you know, had to pick that up a little bit the next couple of years. But um, in twenty twenty you twenty twenty two last year, Jake first in tackles as a defensive lineman. So this is why he's number eight on our list. Um, and then he was also first in assists, so 26. And a lot of times I kind of break down these assists, Jake, where as a defensive lineman, you're not always going to get to the football. So if you're number one in assists, that means you're running to the football, right? Relentless pursuit and that that that's effort at the end of the day. And those assists, those are all effort tackles and then uh, eighth and fourth force fumble. So only five sacks, like you mentioned, not many sacks, not many sacks. But at the end of the day, these guys are built to stop the run and cause some pressures, Jake. So. I got Christian at my number eight. Oh, we both had him at number eight. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah, so we yeah. had we both had Javon Hargrave at ten. We both had mm-hmm. Christian Wilkins at eight. Uh, I have DeForest Buckner at seven. You know, nice. the former 49er. Uh, then he gets traded to the Colts. They get Kinlaw. The Colts get the better player. Uh, everybody wins, right? Yeah. Look, uh, DeForest Buckner has just been consistent as all hell. I mean, he really has. He's one of the best players on the Colts. He's one of the best defensive uh, linemen in the league. I'm a big, big fan of him. I always have been. And I just remember watching just that crazy frame he has, um, you know, just watching him out of Oregon. He's just a model of consistency. Um, and I don't know how, but a 295 pounder, six, seven. I mean, the guy's <laughs> super athletic and, you know, I just look over the years, he has 59 sacks uh, since 2016. Some might not look at that as a big deal. He started off a little slow uh, in that sack department. He's had two, uh, you know, double-digit sack seasons. He had one year at 13, um, but then his last two, he's had nine. So he's been consistent, and, you know, every year, you know, PFF seems to have him in, like, the upper you know, the high area of this position um, as far as grades. So when you watch the tape, I mean, you can see this guy, he doesn't give up a lot of missed tackles. Um, You know, I feel like he's gotten better each year uh, in the tackling department, like vice grip for hands. And so, you know, I just look at him. He can help you against the run. He can, uh, you know, he's not the best run defender in the league, but he's a solid run defender but he's a really good pass rusher and him next to Grover Stewart on that indie, you know, defensive line. It, it's, it's pretty nuts and it works out for them. So I have DeForest Buckner at seven. I like it. I actually had DeForest Buckner at number six, Jake. So I'm going to, I'm going to chat about him a little bit now as well. Um, you know, you said he's six, seven, Jake, he's the tallest guy on the field, right? You look on the foot, you turn on the tape. He's the biggest guy out there. So the fact that, and I think we mentioned this about we talk about our receivers. 
a lot of times when you're that tall as a receiver, sometimes it doesn't work, even as a defensive lineman. You know, some of the notes I have for DeForest Buckner is sometimes he gets knocked back a little bit because he's so dang tall, right? The first step he takes, he wants it to be low, but it's not going to be as low as some, a center or a guard who is 6'2", you know what I mean, who's naturally getting out of the stand. So those are my some, some of the notes I have for him. But like you said, he's always been super consistent and successful, and I think – that's the biggest compliment. Uh, you think about Calais Campbell as well, who is about six seven as well, six six eight, a huge guy, and they're both super consistent in their gameplay. Uh, DeForest Buckner, I have like you mentioned um, in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one with nine sacks, so he was he ranked sixth in the league, seventh in the league, so that's where he falls on this list, right? I feel like I'm gonna say the sacks kind of show where you rank on this list, but he in the league he was he was sixth or seventh in the league in sacks. And then in tackles, Jake, um, when we talk about 2022 as of, as of last year, he was third in tackles with 90, with 50. So that's that going impressive. You talked about those vice grip hands. He's so long, so tall, no one, no one's really getting away from him. And, um, there are some players, though, that are tall and can't make those tackles, but when he gets a hand out there, he's grabbing someone and bringing them to the ground. So I got DeForest Buckner as my number six, Jake, and I'm, I'm going to pass it to you, um, and I'll talk about my number seven after you talk about your number six. Yeah. So my number sixth is uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Um, And, you know, I think when you you look at Simmons game consistency, uh, you know, again, not the best run defender, uh, you know, more of a, uh, you know, a pass rusher had 53, uh, you know, pressures last year as a pass rusher interior wise, that's seventh in the league. And so, you know, when I look at him, he just got a big payday mainly because he just played 840 snaps and did a high level on a team that, I mean, what's the direction there, right? Yeah. So instead of that, you know, he wants to be a leader. He wants to be a part of this movement. He had every opportunity to bail, but he's sticking with the Titans. Um, You know, I just think, at the end of the day, another and coming out of the draft, you just like knew it. You know, he's just another one of those very athletic interior defensive linemen. And what we're starting to see, and I'm not saying everybody has this origin, but we're starting to see over time is that defensive line, they're getting paid a lot of money. Guys want to be defensive linemen. Uh, they'd rather force the contact instead of getting the contact forced on them. And so, you know, I think you've seen it where you know tight ends that are six six or whatever are moving to the defensive line and that Mm. athleticism is really helping them and guiding them it's not to say that simmons has done this um but there are guys in the draft that we talked about that have and so i think we're starting to see more and more of that and i think that's why the athleticism is starting to really jump off the page now especially because aaron donald kind of changed the position uh, you know, in the league, right? We, mm-hmm. what we found is that it's easier to get your hands on a Patrick Mahomes by collapsing the pocket right in front of him. So he can't step up than having guys on the outside pressuring him. Doesn't mean the outside pressure doesn't matter. Doesn't mean the edge defenders don't matter. But if you have an elite pass rusher that can come up the middle, it makes it incredibly difficult, especially when you have edge defenders that are winning their battles. Cause then you have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go, Jake. And the the quickest the quickest way to get from one point to the other point is a straight line from A to B. And when you're lined up over the ball, you're causing that you're you're getting to that point in the quickest manner. If you're coming from the edge, that line's gonna be a little bit longer. But when you're right over the ball, that line's shorter. And a guy like Aaron Donald, like you said, he's so athletic and he's getting to that point so quick. It doesn't matter who else. It doesn't matter who's around him. But that that's why you pay him so much money. That's why he's top on the list here so you're spot on there jake um you know when it comes to jeffrey simmons you know he's like i said he he's a he's someone to, um to to pay attention to no matter where he is he's in tennessee so he has no state income tax so he's seeing a lot of that money right we talk about the business of sport um that's that's a big deal jake to be one of the top guys and you mentioned he stayed there he stayed there probably because he can see a lot of his money right but you think about um <laughs> someone like javon hargrave who's going to the 49ers now you're going to San Francisco, you're getting paid 21 mil. He probably gonna only see about 16, 15 of that million of dollars, Jake. You know, California state tax is crazy. It's like 53%, I think, on the income tax. So 50% of that 21, that's close to half. So <laughs> it hurts my soul even saying that, Jake. It hurts my soul even saying <laughs> that. But you know, the reason why I bring it up is the Simmons probably stayed in Tennessee is because he's gonna see 
more of that money. He's the second highest paid defensive lineman, 23 mil. He's going to see 20, 20 mil, 19 mil more than more than uh, more than just half. So there, there's a there's a business side to, to some of these these reasons here or these moves. But my number seven, Jake, I know we, we talked about my number six being DeForest Buckner. My number seven, I had Jonathan Allen, Jake, coming from the Washington football team. And what I'm seeing here, Jake, is a lot of these guys come from the SEC. If you want to be, it feels like if you want to be successful at the defensive line position, go to the SEC, play football, gain some weight, and be explosive and get some sacks. Because I mean, literally, a lot of these guys on this list are all coming from the SEC or coming from the South. I mean, you're getting some Oregon, you're getting some Ohio states, but other than that, these guys are from the down south. And Jonathan Allen coming out of Alabama. Uh, you know, he's a captain as well, Jake. I know I always have to call that out, but when you're a defensive lineman, you're a captain, that that says a lot, right? That means you're breaking down huddles. That means you're running the show for your team. And it always starts up front, so it's cool to see that. Um, some of the notes I have for him, you know, when he's on that top 100 list is, uh, Jay, I think Jason Kelsey was saying it, but guys like Jonathan Allen are super, are super scary. And, like, <laughs> offensive linemen don't like to block guys like that because they have that combination of power and speed and, it's just confusing. Yeah, Jonathan Allen likes to confuse his offensive linemen. And so Jason Kel- Kelsey was saying that he's like, man, this is a scary, this is scary business. I, I don't like blocking guys like this because we don't know what we're going to get. Um, some of the notes for Jonathan Allen, um, you know, the reason why I do have him on this list, Jake, in 2022, he was first and forced fumbles. Um, so a lot of times you'll see what separates these defensive linemen from their stats are core sacks. You get paid to sack the quarterback and cause pressures but also forced fumbles. You know, when we get to the top of this list, you'll see Aaron Donald. My man has a lot of forced fumbles, but Jonathan Allen, uh, first and forced fumbles in 2022, uh, ninth in sacks with, with eight of them, um, six in solo tackles with 44. So that means he's running to the football. Like I said, you'll go, we'll go back up to Aaron Donald's numbers. And he was first in a lot of these lists, right? Assists, tackles, and sacks, and forced fumbles. So to see Jonathan Allen doing that, that's why I wanted him on this list here. Um, 2021, he was fourth in sacks with 10, which is really impressive. And then in 2020, he was third in tackles with 43 and assists with 17. So he's consistently producing, um, tackling the football, uh, sacking the quarterback, and, and getting the football back for his team. So Jonathan Allen, number seven on my list, Jake. I mean, you got him and you got De'Ron Payne on the same defensive line. If Chase Young comes alive this year, uh, you know, there's a big chip on his shoulder now because they decline his fifth-year option. And mm. then you have Montez Sweat. Oh, man, that – defensive line if if chase young stays healthy that defensive line is horrifying um yeah no i i really like jonathan allen i was close to having him on my list i actually went back and forth took him on uh had him on took him off had him back on took him off so it's not easy but yeah it, it it does and the reason it's like that is because we live in such a healthy uh defensive line world right now i mean there's so many really talented players in the defensive line there's no shortage of really talented players and that goes for quinn and williams who's my number five um you know you look at what he's doing with the jets and why they're so uh you know quick to to try and be like hey you know we want to get this deal done because we want to go win the super bowls we want you to be around we don't want to get rid of you um quinn and williams is awesome he really is he is just such a talent 52 pressures last year eighth in the league 13 sacks um you know i think really the big thing with him is you know that he is just consistent i don't really have to worry about him as a run defender or a pass rusher he does it both he's really good on both sides what you'll find is guys on the list that were below him might have been better pass rushers might have been better run defenders but it was one or the other they're not great at either he's great at both in my opinion and so i look at somebody like quinnon williams is okay this guy is uh he's in the top five we're talking about the the upper echelon elite guys starting with the top five i i'm going with quinnon williams here I like it. I actually had him at I'm a number four, Jake. So whenever you talk about your number four, then I'll talk about my number five. But Quinn Williams, another Alabama guy. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> these guys are dominating the defensive line room, clearly. Um, one of the notes I have for Quinnen is truck. Like, all caps, this man is a truck. Um, he's also a leader of that team as well. He brings the energy. Um, he'll, he'll have the memes, right, where he's sneezing and blessing himself, you know, like – 
in interviews, like he he's a great person to have in your organization. And you talk about getting his contract finished. That's extremely important. They locked in Aaron Rodgers. They, they locked in their receivers, Lazar. They like locked in folks like that. But Quinton Williams, like you said, defense wins championships. And if you start with your defensive line or finish with your defensive line, right, because they started with Aaron Rodgers, but finish with your, de- with your defensive line, I think they're going to be happy. A man 6'3", 300 pounds, um, forced to be reckoned with. I have, like you said, he had 13 sacks this past year, which was excellent. He was first and fourth fumbles with two of them. Like we talked about, the guys that are at the top of this list are at the top in the forced fumbles and, and getting that football back. Um, back in 2021, he was 11th with seven sacks, so that's pretty dang good, Jake. And he pretty much doubled his numbers this year. He knew this was contract year, right, in 2022. So he was like, hey, let's go ahead and double these things up. In 2020, he was uh, sixth in sacks with eight of them um, and 10th in tackles with 37 and second in forced fumbles with two. So, Jake, I think as, as people will see, as people listen, all these guys are at the top of the list. You think about that receipt that you get for a player. Hey, what am I getting? Oh, I'm getting number one in pretty much every single category. That's why he's up here. So I got Quentin Williams as my number five, and I'll pass it to you, Jake, to talk about your number four. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think you and I both like Quentin Williams a lot, obviously, if we both have him at five. Number four is a guy that I think is somehow some way underrated and that is Cameron Hayward. Now (laughs) Hayward is just somebody, I mean, he's got 559 pressures for his career. Uh, He just had the most sacks he's had in a season since 2017 with 12. And, you know, the guy has had at least 50 pressures in almost every season he's played in Um, just a model of consistency. I feel like I keep saying that big reason why this position is so important. You need guys to be consistent up front. Cameron Hayward doesn't go away. He just continues to fall down the consensus top tens, but he doesn't get any worse. And I'd argue he's somehow getting a little bit better. Even, Um, you know, what he's done, it's allowed guys like Alex Highsmith to thrive. It's allowed guys like TJ Watt to come out and immediately make an impact. It allowed guys like Javon Hargrave to grow uh, because Hargrave was on that defensive line. And it's, it's why every single year it seems like, you know, the the Steelers grab an interior defensive lineman since they lost um, Hargrave and they just work. And I feel like that has more to do with Hayward on the defensive line than anything. So this is me planting my flag. Cam Hayward, number four. Uh, I just think he does not get enough credit. And I don't know what I mean by that. I mean, I'm sure he gets credit, but like when I see him not even in the top five, like I just think it's because he's not ultra athletic. He's not this sexy guy. He's not new, right? He's been around since 2011, um, but he's just continued to stay in that top five range. And look, he's getting older. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're all getting older every day. He's 34 <laughs> though, right? But it doesn't mean just because he's 34 that I don't want to put him you know, in the top five or the top 10. And I mean, I'm seeing him way too often, way down the list. And I'm just like, I understand you're excited. You're excited about the young, youthful exuberance of a Dayron Payne, a Jonathan Allen, a Vita Vea, uh, even Derek Brown. Um, but if you're putting those guys on the list over him, I think that you're jumping the gun. Yeah. Jumping the gun, Jake, you called it. You jumping the gun. Cameron Hayward, Jake, you said plants is. 2011 that's almost 10 to 12 years of football at the defensive line position like doing anything for 10 to 12 years in general is a lot like wow you know bravo for you but the fact that he's playing defensive line that's tough that's almost worse than like running back jay we talk about the the lifespan uh, of a of a player running backs have a short lifespan defensive linemen bro they go through it so the fact that he's been consistently at the top uh, 6'5", 295 coming out of Ohio State. You talk about consistent, Jake. I have on my notes, teach tape. You cut Cam Hayward on, it's teach tape. I think you want to teach a young defensive lineman how to play football, how to play defensive line, where to be, what to do. Cut on Cam Hayward, right? He's been doing it for a long time. So he's seen the game change, evolve, and he's always been there. You think I'm not saying like, I'm not, he might, he might be a Hall of Famer. He might not. I'm not sure, Jake, but the, the type of play he puts out there is worthy of it. And I'm not going to say he's a LeBron James, right? Because 
You talk about LeBron James, how, how he's extended his career through many generations or your Tom Brady where he's seen it all. Cam Hayward is like one of those just old vets in the game where it's like, man, you play how many years? You survived how long? And you were at the top of the list for that many. Like, that's that's super impressive. And I'm just going to chat through some of the stats. Jake, you talk about 12 sacks this past year, right? The most he's ever had. That's that's super impressive. He knows he's getting a little bit older. So he's like, you know what? Let me put some numbers up on the board on you, young cat. So I like that from him. Um, eighth in tackles with 42, Jake. 10th in assists with 19. So the fact that he is in the top 10 in tackles at that age, he's running to the football. He's where he's, he needs to be. He can play every position. He can be on the outside, the inside. He can do it all. So like I said, teach tape. If you want a, your, your child to play like uh, play well as a defensive lineman, cut on Cam Hayward's tape, and you're going to see them do that. Um, in 2021, Jake, he was first in tackles with 56. Come on, fam. You're, you're, you're 10, you're 11 in the league, and you're first in tackles as a defensive lineman and six in assists, and he's second in sacks back then. So that's 11 sacks, 2021. So like you said, all I'm seeing from him, he's getting better and better each year. And you got to respect the OG like this. You know, I know we're going to talk about defensive ends pretty soon. But, you know, you got guys like Von Miller who may not be getting as many sacks as other people, but he's just uh, he just seasoned and he we know what he can bring to the table. So a guy like Cam Hayward, respect to him. I got him at, number, at my number five, Jake. So just to add a quick thing for Cam Hayward, the guy averages 5.4 uh, missed tackle percentage for his career. Um, I believe I I don't have confirmation on this part because, you know, we're recording and I just brought it up. I believe that's the highest among all active interior defense linemen. Let's put it this way. That's 5.4%, right? Aaron Donald is 10%. Mm. Missed tackle percentage. Dexter Lawrence is 6.6%. Jeffrey Simmons is 12.6 chris jones 18 what's so, deforest buckner what's deforest buckner is he up there on that list that i will i'll check that right now actually okay yeah uh, yeah, yeah deforest buckner 8.2 so yeah i think cam hayward <laughs> is insane. the de facto number one in terms of you know fewest missed tackles uh currently active that me, in the that NFL. gave me chills jake that's like that's kind of crazy bro and you're yeah. 10 years in the league and you're like you're 10 years, 12 years in the league, and like you don't like that's your your missed tackle percentage, bro. That's guys are getting faster, stronger. That's crazy. That's crazy. he has he has one year over 10, but it's 4.7, and zero. Sick. That's like, sick. <laughs> he's only missed 30 tackles in his career. Like when you think about that, he's played all those seasons. Donald's missed 44. Okay. Uh, Dexter Lawrence has already missed 14 in his first four seasons. Mm. Jeffrey Simmons has missed 23 in his first four seasons. Right. So then you look at Chris Jones, he's already missed 39. And then you have uh, DeForest Buckner who's missed 36. So yeah, I mean, Cameron Hayward does not get enough credit. And yeah, that's like, I, is that Hall of Fame? Can we put them in the Hall of Fame at this point? Oh, I mean, that's well, that's what I was getting at is that Cameron Hayward, no doubt about it, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, there will be players that get kind of overlooked because of Donald's <coughs> reign, essentially. He's not one of them that should get overlooked. I mean, yeah. I think it like the guy's making the decision, even though Tory Holt's not in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason, and countless others, uh, they can't screw that up. Cam, Cam yeah. Hayward is going to make the Hall of Fame probably first ballot, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. he, he's incredible. He just doesn't get enough credit. And again, it's probably because he's in the same era as Aaron Donald. I mean, if Aaron Donald didn't exist right now, Cam Hayward's probably the most all-around best defense alignment. There might be better pass rushers, but he, yeah. But yeah, anyway... Like- <laughs> it has He's, become I mean, the Cam Hayward I, show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put a pin in it. Like that's that's impressive, Jake. That's really impressive. Uh, after that, I, I might have to move him up on my list a little bit. At this point, I mean, dang. <laughs> well, it's funny because I kind of discredited 
the three guys that are ahead of him in a way, but I obviously I didn't mean to discredit them just to actually show you that Cam Hayward's missed tackle percentage is insane. Number three is Dexter Lawrence. And you know, this one's interesting for me because I kind of thought up <coughs> until this year, I didn't think he was that great. I thought this was kind of a bust yeah. pick six, four, three you know, big guy coming out of Clemson. Didn't really like the pick. He's 25 years old. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but this year he just came alive this past year. You know, he was the number one graded interior defense alignment, according to PFF in 2022. Uh, He was just pretty much great at everything. But what surprised me is that while he's more of a run defender, he became an elite pass rusher this year out of that interior spot. 63 pressures coming from the nose tackle spot, nine sacks. Um, you know, he the the miss tackle percentage, which it was at 10.3 this year. Uh, that is a career high. I just think also what you have to remember, and it's probably why Donald's was so high is that when you are pursuing as a pass rusher, you're more likely to put yourself out of the, the play. And so if you get there quick, you know, and you get there too quick, you can overshoot it. And so it's almost like your dominance almost hurts you. And I feel like we've seen that with Donald uh, Dexter Lawrence, man, shout out to him. Cause I-, I did not see that his first three seasons. I thought he was kind of, all right, he's going to stick around. He's going to be a solid player. I understand that'll be probably some blowback for me having him at number three, but I think going into 2023, this guy's the third best interior defense alignment right now. The the season he just had, I have to assume that's who he is now. Yeah, no, that's it. You're only as great as your last game or your last season, I would say, quote unquote. And Dexter Lawrence had a crazy jump last year, Jake. You talked about it. Nine sacks. He's seventh in sacks in that, with that. So, hey, got to pay attention a little bit. We talk about tackles. He had 45 tackles. He's fifth in tackles. Talk about uh, forced fumbles. He was first in forced fumbles. So, the receipt, the numbers, they don't lie. At the end of the day, they don't lie. Dexter Lawrence coming out of Clemson. We talk about being from down, you know, coming from down south. He's a captain of that team, Jake. So that's another bump, right? He's an energy guy. He's a dancer. He's gonna he's gonna end up on your highlight tape. The kids in the stadium are gonna start dancing the way he dances because he just brings that level of gravitas to the game. And then we talk about it in you know 2021 and just kind of he hasn't been leading the pack, but he's been consistent. Um, we talk about the tackles. He was 15th in tackles with 40 of them in 2021. Um, he was in 2020, he was 10th in tackles with 37, 14 assists. So like I said, he's been consistent. Jake, he has never popped off the page, but this past year, probably the best year of his career. And you can't just, you can't deny him at this point. You can't deny him. His numbers are too good. You can't deny him. So I got Dexter Lawrence, Jake, at my number three as well. And the way, also too, I'm going to say this, the way that the Giants emerged, making the playoffs, of course, you got Daniel Jones, you got the big contract, you got you got your coaches, uh, and you got all that greatness, Saquon. But think about on the defensive side, how are they doing so well on the offensive side? Because you got a guy like this causing havoc and getting the football back. They made the playoffs, they made a deep run, and you got a, you got a, a test on that to Dexter Lawrence. So shout out to him. He's my number three. Yeah. And, and kind of like what you said earlier, you know, as a linebacker, these are the guys that this is your armor essentially. And so it makes guys lives easier in the back end. Maybe it's the secondary, maybe it's the linebackers. It, it doesn't really matter. It's going to make the defense better. Uh, you build from the inside out in the NFL. Not a lot of teams got that memo, but you're supposed <laughs> to build from the inside out. And I think this is this, go, you know, he these next three guys and we just talked about Lawrence uh, definition of building inside out. You want these guys. If you're going to start a team, you want these three. So number two, we have the same one two. number two is Chris Jones. The guy is an absolute animal. Um, you know, look, he just basically, okay, Donald, you're out of commission. I'll take over. And so that's <laughs> yeah. what he did this year. 77 pressures. He's had 414 for his career since 2016. Uh, that's a whopping amount there. 15 sacks. He had 10 the previous year, eight, nine, 16, uh, going back to 2018. He has been so good as a pass rusher. So dominant. My biggest concern with him 
his missed tackles, man. We talked about 18% missed tackle rate for his career. Um, you know, he's in the double digits every single season. So I think once he gets that down where, you know, if it clicks at any point soon where all of a sudden now he's this dominant tackler, um, I just don't know if like a Donald's not going to be around forever. He'll be the best defense lineman in football uh, when Donald's out. But I do think that missed tackle thing is eventually like, it's going to have to get better because, and I, yeah. I will say that to, to his defense this past year for, and, and for the, the year prior, but you know, you'd like to see that better. And um, what I will say is he just played by far the most snaps he's ever played in a season with 915 cam the year previous. Okay. The most he's ever had was 773 back in 2018. So for the most part, he's been around the 600s, 915 snaps, 620 pass rush snaps, they they think the world of him and they've given him a load and he's taken it on. Yeah, well, hey, he can thank Patrick Mahomes for that, right? <laughs> he's probably playing in the postseason a lot more, so his reps are increasing, his conditioning will have to increase, and I think that's what we're seeing. Jake is some of these defensive linemen that play at a high clip, like Chris Jones, who I have as my number two as well. He's six six three ten, so I'm sure a lot of times he's running on and off the field to get some air. What I would like to see this next year, like you said, to turn that corner as they increase those tack- those tackles, my man, because he's when it comes to that list, he's kind of at the bottom tier of the list, or maybe like a little bit lower than the middle section. And for a guy that's you know number two on our list, like you kind of want to see that get a little bit better. You know, some of the guys that we talked about, number ten, number nine, you go go back to Cameron Hayward, they're leading the lead in ta- league in tackles because they do they're doing the little things right. I think you get guys like Chris Jones. You know, I played with Chandler Jones, actually. Think about Joneses. And Chandler always say, I'm the, I'm the sack man, right? Sack man, sack man. Yeah, that's me. You know, I think Chris Jones is the same way where he's going to play football and he's looking to get sacks. Don't talk to me unless I'm sacking the quarterback, right? Everybody else can tackle, but I'm look, looking to sack the quarterback. And not saying that that's his mentality, but I would love to see, you know, him take a note from, from Cameron Hayward's page. Like, hey, let, let me tighten up on my tackles a little bit. So that was a little disappointing to me, but Chris Jones, He's one of those players, Jake, we talk about home run ability for running backs. That's him for as a defensive lineman. You see his hand placement. I mean, he's 6'6", 310, Jake. He's one of the bigger guys outside of Buckner. But he places his hand so perfect on people. Sometimes it's not even funny. It's like, wait, how did you get that placement? And so his hand placement is kind of crazy. He just he moves people around like it's nobody's business. So, um, like I said, I have I have for my notes him for him crazy playmaking ability. 15 sacks last year. Last year. He was first. He was for, first and forced fumbles. Year before that, he was second in forced fumbles with two. He was six in sacks. My man, my man, he'd be crushing it, Jake. So um, I know you have your number one, who's probably my number one as well. So excited to finish it off with that. Yeah, I mean, you played with him. It's Aaron Donald. (laughs) I mean, I think he's the greatest player of all time. I know, you know, everyone calls Tom Brady the GOAT, but I mean, who's the better player? I think there's never been a more dominant player than Aaron Donald, period. We've always had, well, is Peyton Manning a better player? regular season quarterback than Tom Brady. That's actually been an argument like Aaron Rodgers, right? That's always been like a regular season argument. Um, I feel like the goat has like that conversations all about rings, like for people. But when it comes to Aaron Donald, he is the most dominant player because there's never a question of who the best freaking guy is at that position. The only question is, is he better than LT all time? I think Mm. he's better than anybody really. I mean, I've never seen a guy where when he's on the field, it feels like he's just a animation that's faster than everyone else in a video game. I mean, it's it's honestly incredible. Like he just looks so different. It's like you took a six foot one, 280 pound uh, into your defensive lineman. You jacked up his speed, acceleration and his athleticism, agility to 99. And that's what happens when you use him in Madden or or whatever. So uh, look, Aaron Donald, 705 pressures for his career since 2014, 110 sacks. Um, up until this past year where he got hurt and it was just a complete down season uh, just for everybody. Um, he still was having a good year. Uh, his worst of his career probably, but you know, still before that 15 sacks, 15 sacks, 14 sacks, 21, 12. I mean, <laughs> he's been unbelievable. 
And, you know, I just think when you look at, you know, 22 forced fumbles, this is just if you were going to build your team around anybody in their prime, you're normally going to pick a quarterback. But if you have a chance to get Aaron Donald, you actually have to make a a like a true decision on that. And that's the thing that's crazy to me is that Aaron Donald got to the point where he's better. He's almost as big as a quarterback, depending on who you're looking at. And that's how, you know, he's number one and he's, he's by far number one. I think Chris Jones, you know, he had a really good year and, and took off with, you know, Donald at commission, but nothing changed. My friend, Aaron Donald is not leaving number one until he's out of the league. Yeah, no, I think he, Jake, I think he's going to get better. That's the scary part. You talk about him being the best of all time. I'm going to agree. Um, I'm going to say second because Tom Brady, talk about the quarterback thing. I'm going to say Tom Brady, but uh, I think Aaron's second of all time. And, Jake, can you can you show us what kind of jersey you have on, the Laker jersey, really quick? Is that a LeBron James? No, no, it's Westbrook. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was a LeBron James jersey, but think about guys like LeBron. Aaron is doing – I think we're lucky because we're living at the same time LeBron is living and we're living the same time that Aaron Rodgers is – I mean, um, Aaron Donald is living. Aaron Rodgers, but – <laughs> it's it's two and the same, right? You think about your, your Michael Jordan, you think about your LT, whatever, or whoever hey. else, right? You think about your LeBron and Aaron, Aaron Judge. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Serena Judge. Williams, Michael Phelps. We got, yeah, okay, there's so many. Aaron Judge is six foot seven. Aaron Donald, you know, diving into, uh, you know, the wall to make a diving catch or whatever, uh, and then hitting 62 home runs. I mean, we're living in a really good era of, of sports, mm-hmm. and I just think like Donald, like, instead of being annoyed that, okay, you know, he's number one. I don't like the Rams or whatever. Just appreciate greatness. Cause yeah. a guy like that, we hear it all the time during the draft circuit. Oh, it's the next Aaron Donald. There isn't a next Aaron Donald. We're probably never going to see anything like this again. Cause yeah. his work ethic is as big as his athleticism. And that is something that can't be said for a lot of these guys. Oh yeah. The work ethics there, but they don't have the athleticism. They have the athleticism, but they don't have the work ethic. Donald has both. And he, I don't know if anybody works as hard as he does just based on some of the videos we've seen. uh, Wow. But mic drop, mic drop, Jake. Yeah. But that brings us to our last point in this show. Uh, We're going to give a happy birthday again. Once it's a Ram man. It's, it's the best guy (laughs) who was born on June 5th in NFL history. And it's not really close. It's big game. Tory Holt, who should oh. be in the hall of fame. He turns 47 today. Happy birthday to big game. Tory Holt out of uh, North Carolina state. He joined the greatest show on turf and didn't miss a beat. I mean, the guy had 788 yards his first year, then had 1600 yards, which is one of the best seasons of his career. His second year in the league uh, finished with over 13,000 had 74 touchdowns, um, you know, had 920 receptions, He played the majority of his uh, career with the Rams 10 years then played uh, one year with uh, the Jaguars. And I think he signed with the Patriots, but uh, he didn't really do anything there. I don't think he made a team or anything like that, but Torrey Holt belongs in the hall of fame. He's a good dude. And he never fixed fun fact, never fixed his, uh, his uh, dislocated pinky. He still has that, you know, or whatever finger he dislocated. He still has that. And it's gross. But I I respect it. <laughs> yeah, battle wounds. Happy birthday to Tory Holt. Um, great family. His brother's great. He's great. Enjoy the day. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's gonna do it. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this defensive line episode. Um, next time we'll have the edge defenders. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of guys to talk about. A lot of very talented, very athletic guys. So uh, tune in for that. Be sure to like subscribe, rate review, all of that special. Thanks to bet online. You can go follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow cam at Cameron Lynch 50, and you can follow the channel at off the edge show. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Peace.